This is Matt Hurt at Obsessive Viewer on Twitter. This is Tiny at Obsessive Tiny on Letterboxd. And this is ObsessiveViewer.com's The Obsessive Viewer Podcast. Welcome to The Obsessive Viewer, where a movie and TV podcast that covers a specific topic, be it genre, trope, movie, or show each episode. You can find more of our work at ObsessiveViewer.com, more of our podcasts at ObsessiveViewer.com slash podcasts, and you can like us on Facebook and join the Facebook group at Facebook.com slash The Obsessive Viewer. You can also follow us on Letterboxd at Obsessive Viewer, Obsessive Tiny, and I am Mike White. And finally, you can support us on Patreon at Patreon.com slash Obsessive Viewer at the minimum rate of $1 per month for an exclusive RSS feed with content recorded specifically for Patreon supporters. So, yeah, uh, we're here. Uh, Tiny, how's it going? A little beguiling. I- <laughs> <laughs> it's quite beguiling. A little beguiling. Um, uh, no, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Uh, if uh, if you guys are aware, uh, we are reviewing Isn't It Romantic, which we literally just got out of the theater from seeing. Um, we're in my car with Tony's recorder. Um, and microphones, and we're talking. Should we refer to these uh, as parking lot specials? Uh, we can. Does that sound a little bit like a drug deal? Uh, I was thinking of something completely different. Okay. Than a drug deal, but, um, uh, yeah, parking lot specials, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or a little tawdry, dirty. Yes, yeah, that is where my mind went. That's kind of our style, though. Um, it is, yeah. So. Um, <laughs> oh, if you guys only knew what I've cut out of the podcast. <laughs> all these years um yeah yeah we were doing a parking lot special uh, similar to what we did during heartland when we reviewed um the samuel project Mm -hmm. um back in like ov253 i think okay um just so just so the listeners know i did that from memory so very specific yeah yeah anyway yeah thank you uh so yeah so we're recording a review of isn't it romantic this might not be a long episode because we are in a car um so yeah we'll we'll see um before we get started with the review um i do have a few things to kind of say up top uh one is that our own michael white published another article on bloodydisgusting.com. Uh, did you read his article about Friday the 13th? I haven't had a chance to read it yet, no. Okay. Uh, well, anyway, for uh, for those of you else who haven't, that's a weird sentence. Um, <laughs> he, he published a, an article on uh, Bloody Disgusting that is about um, the Friday the 13th franchise, how it has now been 10 years since the remake, and that's the last we've seen of Jason on screen. And it's a very impassioned... Uh, both kind of plea for there to be more Friday the 13th, um, movies and also a, uh, a defense of the remake from, uh, 2009. So definitely go read it. I'll put a link in the show notes and, uh, yeah, very proud of him. Always, uh, super excited for him. Nice. Yeah. Um, also, uh, a couple things, a couple other things, um, you're going to love this or not. Uh, we played their promo. Uh, they're from the Geeking in Indiana family of podcasts. Uh, I'm going to be actually a guest in an upcoming episode, probably in a couple months, I think is when it's going to drop, uh, or a month or two. I don't know what their schedule is, but I'm recording it in a, in a week or so. So uh, that'll be exciting. I'm very excited for it. I'm going to be talking about uh, Short Circuit 2 with them. 
which should be fun. <laughs> wow, I didn't know there was a short circuit too. Yeah, it. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. I'm not a fan of the first one. Okay. And uh, yeah, yeah, that it's it's something else. Okay. Um, but <laughs> uh, yeah. So so that's gonna be coming. Also, the Geeking in Indiana family of podcasts also just launched the, another podcast, a social sci-fi podcast, which is Tony's wife Liz doing a science fiction uh kind of a uh i think it's an episode by episode um science fiction podcast that they're covering doctor who right now but it's with a social uh social worker s- uh, slant on oh, it okay. so yeah. very excited for that uh check that out i'll put links to all this in the show notes as well and uh yeah p- perhaps uh, uh, another kind of big thing to say is if you're a patreon then you heard me last one of the last times we did the Patreon special, um, uh, I I mentioned that I wanted the Universal Monsters Blu-ray set. Yes. And uh, I said, um, <laughs> I I said on the episode that if someone were to buy me, if a Patreon supporter were to buy me the Blu-ray set for the Universal Classic Monsters, which is a thirty-film set, uh, I will review all thirty movies on the podcast. <laughs> And uh, Matt and Draco uh, took me up on that. He did. So yeah, very happy. Like I uh, came home from work the other day, and like it was just waiting for me from Amazon. And um, as I said to him, and I said on Twitter, I've never been more excited to have my foot in my mouth, <laughs> uh, which is such a weird sentence. <laughs> yeah, that it I is. Keep saying. Um, Makes sense though. I get yeah, it. Yeah, I'm very excited for it. Like I, you and I were talking before the movie that uh, I just I watched Dracula, and I have plans for. I have a whole bunch of plans with this set. I'm hoping that it'll all be achieved in October. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. So thank you so much, Matt, for that. So, um, if you guys are working on getting that, getting the, buying that for me, stop. Cause I don't need, um, like seven other ones. Right. Um, but you know, uh, yeah. Thank you so much, Matt. And it's greatly appreciated. And I'm, I'm so, so happy about it. Um, so yeah, so do you have anything? Uh, no, I don't think I do actually. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, that's about it. Oh, (laughs) perhaps the, I don't even know if I want to say it because I don't want to jinx us or anything. All I'll say is that if you, should I even say it, Tiny? Should I say it? What's that? Should I say it? I don't know what you're going to say. Should I say it? I don't know. Should I say it? Say it. Um, if you are, subscribed to our other podcasts or if you didn't subscribe if you unsubscribed from tower junkies or anthology because of the um extended hiatus that two dickhead podcasters went on (laughs) uh all i'll say is maybe resubscribe yes so yeah that that's all i'll say (laughs) um also castle rock is amazing um anyway so yeah um that's it for news and everything let's go into our review of isn't it romantic Crazy. I hit my head really hard and I woke up in this alternate universe. And now I have a gay sidekick who's setting gay rides back like a hundred years. I love working the legs. Jesus! And guys look at me in the eyes. You're quite beguiling, aren't you? Are you feeling what I'm feeling? No! Oh my god. I think I'm trapped in a My life's become a mother romantic comedy! And it's PG! Okay, 
Okay, Boots, what's the update? I have to get a man to fall in love with me. Boom, 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 yes! Uh, Tiny, do you want to go ahead? I don't know why I pause so much. Like, we don't have, like, (laughs) I'm going to cut out that silence. (laughs) Um, Tiny, what is the plot description according to IMDb of Isn't It Romantic? It says, a young woman disenchanted with love mysteriously finds herself trapped inside a romantic comedy. Yes. So this is um, a movie that I was very much looking forward to. Um, I think I referenced it in an episode with Kirsten uh, not too long ago. because I am just an unabashed fan of the romantic comedy genre, and this is a movie that seemed like it was going to subvert that or um, really play with the uh, formulas and uh, formulaic nature of the uh, romantic comedy. So I was very excited to see it. And Tiny, what were your expectations going into it? Um, I had kind of forgotten about the movie, frankly, and I, I forgot that I even saw promotions for it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it just wasn't really on my radar, but I remember seeing or reading about it and thinking that it would be definitely in my wheelhouse because I'm also mm-hmm. a fan of nice. romantic comedies. I don't think quite to your level. Right, right. Uh, but I do enjoy them quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So uh, seeing that poked fun at mm-hmm. seemed fun to me. Yeah, it's worth mentioning that one of my favorite movies and one of the movies on Letterboxd that I've watched more times than any is They Came Together, which is <laughs> another movie that skewers the uh, uh, romantic comedy genre. So, right. So yeah, uh, oddly enough, it's I think that's the only like rom com that I have like on my most watched movies. Oh, okay. um, maybe Five Hundred Days of Summer, um, which again is another movie that kind of subverts the genre a little bit. Right, definitely. Um, but yeah, anyway, so we just got out of a screening of that, a, a press screening, as it were, um, for it. So we're in the middle of winter. We are sitting in my car and we're talking about a movie. So good stuff. It's definitely all Elsa outside. Yeah, it is frozen. Frozen reference. Yeah. Because it's a movie podcast. Got to talk about that's, the movie. That's true. We're actually in Carmel. We haven't been. To, I have. I've never been to this theater. Yeah, neither did I. Yeah. So yeah. it's interesting. It's a Regal theater. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, I haven't been to one of those in like a year. Right. Uh, thanks to Ayla. So anyway, um, the press screening was fun. The, this was your first. Well, we've done like the advanced screenings, which is essentially what that was, like the GoFundMe yeah, screening. Yeah. Right. But like, this is the first time that we were on the list for press. Right. Which is pretty cool. We had like signs taped to our chairs. Yes. Felt important. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, it was cool. Um, <laughs> packed house. They seem to enjoy it. Um, oh, let's run down the cast real quick. Rebel Wilson yep. as Natalie. Um, uh, Adam Devine, Liam Hemsworth, and Priyanka Chopra. Priyanka Chopra. And Betty Gilpin, who I wasn't really familiar with. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, so, uh, yeah, so I've been looking forward to this. Tiny, you were dying to see it. Dying. Um, <laughs> uh, and I mentioned that I was going to drag Kirsten to see this, but unfortunately she has a play or whatever. Ugh, uh, whatever. By the way, I, <laughs> by the way, also go see her play if you're in Indianapolis. <laughs> Almost Maine. It's opening this weekend. I'm going to be at the February 16th performance. Um, so as I tweeted, uh, you know, that's an extra incentive to go because you'll get to see me. Nice. Um, so yeah. So anyway, that's 15, if, uh, tickets are 15 bucks. You can find that at mud Creek players, I think dot org, uh, or in the show notes. So tiny enough preamble. What did you think of, isn't it romantic? Uh, I enjoyed the heck out of it actually. Um, I, I just didn't realize how, uh, how much it was kind of, going to kind of buck the trends if you will and mm-hmm. uh i thought it would be 
ironically, I thought it would be a little more formulaic, even though it's poking fun <laughs> at the formula of, of this, this subgenre. But um, it really wasn't. It, um, mm-hmm. it kind of took some turns that I wasn't really expecting. And uh, I think they kind of let Rebe- Rebel Wilson do her thing. She's, she's pretty... Uh, she, you don't really need to reel her in that much. Just kind of let her do her thing, and it can carry a movie really well. I think she's a, a great actress, mm-hmm. um, so that helped a lot. And uh, and just the their attention to detail and the the genuine chemistry between I think the the actors. I think that that was pretty pretty prevalent on the screen. How much they all just fed off each other. I think mm-hmm. it was it was pretty pretty adamant to see it on the screen. So it it I mean. It delivered completely. I, I was I was a little bit surprised at how much I actually liked it. Nice. Yeah. So you're saying movie of the year 2019? It's up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I I really uh really liked it. I mean, I I thought that it was uh solid. Really really solid. Like I didn't come out of the theater loving it. I didn't come into the car loving it. <laughs> um, but uh I thought it was a very fun energetic movie. Um I really liked the way that it leaned into the conventions of the romantic comedy. Like it completely, I even noticed in terms of like camera work and stuff, like the, the whole, the movie starts with like a prologue essentially of her in her real life. It's establishing what her life is like, her view on romance and, and relationships and stuff. And then obviously the thing happens where she's transported or she's knocked out and taken to a world where it's a romantic comedy. And when that happens, it is a complete tonal shift in that it is like it's transformed into kind of a big budget romantic comedy movie with set pieces and uh, set design that is patterned after just the most romantic comedy, romantic comedy you can imagine. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also I noticed in the camera work as well, like in the beginning, it kind of seemed like I don't know if this was intentional or if I'm reading into it, but it seemed like they were kind of moving the camera around a lot more. Like it was kind of not necessarily like handheld or like shaky cam or anything. But, but close. Like, yeah, it was yeah, close. It was I like very, that. yeah, it was, it was not very smooth. And like, it was to a point where I was like, I'm kind of not really liking this. This isn't, this isn't really doing it for me. Yeah. And then as soon as they transformed into the romantic comedy world, it was like just, you know, crane shots, steady cams. Like it was, it was very much styled as a, as a professional, romantic yeah. comedy right um yeah and something i noticed in the trailer and this could be a tangent i don't want to go off on a tangent but i don't know it in the trailer i made a i came to a realization that i i thought that maybe the set or the back lot or whatever wherever they shot the new york um new york city block um in the romantic comedy world um, I feel, I feel like that was the exact same backlot and everything they used for the Dark Tower. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I uh, I kind of noticed that, and then and then in the movie, uh, the the gay best friend character has lobsters on his shirt. So. He did. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so let's go into a non-spoiler review of kind of the the movie itself. How much? how did you feel about the comedy of it? Like, did it wear thin on you at all? Or did you, were you there for the whole ride or how did you feel about it? I was, I was pretty much there for the whole ride. I think, again, I think, uh, rebel Wilson is, is like a leading actress and she's Mm. really funny. Her brand is kind of, I think, I think she's leaning a little towards, uh, being like a Melissa McCarthy a little bit where it's like, Mm -hmm. I think we're going to get tired of this pretty soon. Sure. Um, cause she's, she's a little bit of a little bit typecast, but, um, 
um, kind of drawing from her same bag of tricks quite a bit, but I think she's, I, I think she's genuinely a little bit more funny than Melissa McCarthy. I think um, so too. I think she has more of like a comedian, mm-hmm. uh, kind of shtick to her. Um, so I think, I think that that is going to stick around for a while. And I think we're going to be enjoying that in further, for, further films from Rebel Wilson. But again, it was the chemistry. I think, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Liam Hemsworth and, and Adam Devine and everybody really kind of, really meshed well in the film and Mm -hmm. they all had some really pretty good zingers really i think uh it wasn't just rebel wilson carrying the whole movie or Mm -hmm. uh it wasn't just adam adam divine being dumb and like right uh, annoying like he is sometimes i Mm -hmm. think he again i think he did pretty well so i the comedy landed for me yeah and and me too surprisingly so because i've i've never really been a big adam divine fan really um yeah he's always just kind of grated on my nerves but i found him really uh entertaining in this movie i thought he did a really great job playing the kind of quintessential like best friend character unrequited feelings character yeah um I thought he, he was toned down a little bit in this he, he really was compared to like pitch perfect or yeah something else yeah yeah um yeah, uh, and I, I really liked, uh, Liam Hemsworth. Um, yeah. It's funny to me that, like, I, I liked the kind of, I don't know if it's necessarily a meta thing, but just like, I liked that in the real world, he speaks with an American accent and then he's Australian in the rom-com world. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was a nice touch. Definitely. Yeah. And like, the way that he says beguiling. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, I noticed it in the trailer. And uh, like I would always like like av- after this is a thing I do everyone you we can all learn to live with this but <laughs> after seeing the trailer like obviously if I see a trailer numerous times I'll say something about the trailer or say something from the trailer to my cat because I live alone with my cat right so like I would like look at her and be like you're quite beguiling um <laughs> uh, I that's terrible I'm gonna take that again you're quite beguiling uh, that's not that much better not any better really. yeah anyway so <laughs> that's what was going on in my apartment after uh uh I <laughs> after I got sick of uh looking at pizza and being like hey I just want to take another look at you um well that was a peek behind the curtain that it certainly was maybe we didn't need um so yeah so <laughs> uh so yeah, so this oh, I'm and I'm so excited because we can I'm I should hopefully be able to post this on Valentine's Day. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um. So, um, I did read in the trivia that due to, uh, well, I don't want to give that away because I guess it's a spoiler, but I don't know. Okay. Um. So yeah, how did you feel about the way that this movie? Jesus, the wind. Yeah. Um. How did you feel about the way this movie? Uh, depicted the rom-com conventions and, and subverted them. And do you think it did a good job? Is there anything that in the movie that you felt was missing or wasn't touched on as much as it could have been? Um, you know, I actually feel like they hit all those, those marks pretty well. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, especially the stuff that they poked fun at. I mean, it, it could have been, um, it could have been very eye rolly, you know, mm-hmm. very, very like, Oh, of course they're saying that. Or of course they're, they're just, pointing out that hey this happens all the time in romantic comedies that's not funny like they they right. genuinely like took it and turned it around or uh made it their own or um incorporated it into something funny like it wasn't just it wasn't just pointing out that hey this happens all the time <laughs> isn't this right. funny um it was it was cleverly done which mm-hmm. which I was uh I was impressed with 
I I agree. Yeah, it was um they they hit all the marks that they were that they set out to do. There's a big um scene in the beginning where Rebel Wilson is basically recounting pretty much and I really liked that scene uh, where she's just kind of talking shit about uh rom-coms to her coworker. Yeah. And it's like a montage of her just saying all of these things that are just like quintessential rom- rom-com tropes. Yeah. Um and then obviously the movie hits all those marks and everything. I do think that it faltered a bit um in the way that the rom-com version of her work friend is like her mortal enemy and everything. Like I feel like that wasn't hit hard enough. Like Okay. They just basically established that and then it was just like there was no follow through with it. Yeah. Um, like I don't know. It it kind of felt like and I can talk more about that in spoilers, but it just felt like that was like one part where the um rom-com satire parody was was lacking lacking a bit okay yeah that's that's fair yeah but it didn't it didn't destroy the movie for me or anything right um yeah so (laughs) let's talk about liam hemsworth also yeah uh he like i i was so uh, i don't know if i was excited about it or anything but like i just i like that the hemsworths are good comedically yeah and everything definitely um very, very good. That's, it, made, it made me think of like Chris Hemsworth and Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think totally. he was he was one of the better parts of Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I wasn't really expecting it. Right. Um, but what does he say? Like, uh, an aquarium is like a submarine for fish. I think that's right. <laughs> just some, so I don't know. We're like, right. uh, like I don't know. I was surprised. I, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know why that popped into my head. But sure. but yeah, I was I was impressed too. Like mm-hmm. I don't I don't think of. I actually, I'm not really a huge Liam Hemsworth fan. Out, I, yeah. I, I mean, I've seen him in other movies, and I'm like, yeah, right. whatever. You know, I prefer Chris. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we're if we're being honest here. Yeah. But who's the third Hemsworth? Also, there's a third. I thought so. Donnie Hemsworth, Rudolph Hemsworth. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't. I don't know. I thought there was just two. Maybe there is just two. But uh, Luke yeah. Hemsworth. Luke. Okay. Yeah, I, don't, okay. I don't know him. Yeah, he's the one that's in Westworld. Um, oh yeah, that's how I that's <laughs> that's how I uh, differentiate the Hemsworths. Uh, one's in Marvel, <laughs> one's in uh, uh, Hunger Games, and one is in Westworld. <laughs> um, okay. So yeah, so uh, yeah, and I, I thought he was he was really good. The kind of meat cute of her of of Rebel Wilson's character and him in the rom com world is probably the the biggest strength of the movie in my opinion mm. um because it is the most like leaning into the tropes kind of thing about about the movie yeah um and it's just it's it's a lot of fun to see them kind of work together or play off each other comedically um yeah and uh what do you think of the musical numbers and the kind of musical numbers i'll say yeah um they they were pretty funny because i think there's no way to like obviously it would be you know if if you're if in the the quote-unquote real world to do the musical number would be there's no way to like do it straight or like right organically or whatever so they basically just threw caution to the wind and both times they were they were just silly ridiculous things that would never really happen in real life sure. you know and um i think they 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 tackled that idea well mm-hmm. um i don't think Again, you can't you can't play that straight or whatever. So the way they kind of embraced it in the in the uh, kind of the real world, if you will, or the the, the main universe—I don't know what to call it—it mm-hmm. 
I thought it was it was clever. Like they were just kind of doing it just just for fun. Like yeah, just having having fun with it. I guess. Yeah, you're talking about the the ending. Like, yeah, like the yeah. ending. Yeah. I uh, I also read in the trivia that it was um, <laughs> that was added late in the movie. Like oh, it, that really? was that was that was in response to overwhelmingly positive test screenings. Like uh from the first musical number. Hmm. Um, so they added that. And I kind of had the feeling like, okay, this feels a little tacked on a little bit. Oh yeah. Um, but it, and it wasn't a problem. Like I liked it when they did it in the 40 year old virgin. Yeah. Um, so it's not, it's not a bad thing or anything. It just felt like kind of like the movie's done. I'm kind of, kind of over it. Right. Um, yeah. So do we need to go into spoilers? Is there anything in spoilers that we can talk about? Um, I don't think we necessarily need to. I don't think so either. Yeah, I mean, um, the big one that I was going to say is the musical number, but I mean, you okay. Know. I will say that I am always a fan when Vanessa Carlton's iconic, um, right, a thousand miles yeah. song is played in a movie. So that that is a that is your jam. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, it's a straight it. banger. <laughs> um, and then uh, also the dog was cute. That was cute. Oh, so cute. Yeah. I don't know what breed that is. Um, is that like one of those Bichon Frises or whatever? Maybe. I, I don't know. Maybe. A little, little fluffy white dog. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I don't want to show my ignorance. It's not a Labradoodle, is it? I don't know. Maybe. Okay. I really I really don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a cat, so who cares? <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So let's see. That was cool. Um the the gay best friend yeah um, that honestly that might have been like my favorite like rom-comism one of the gags yeah tackled yeah definitely um so just so much fun so borderline offensive but that's the one they way. that's the one they hit out of the it was supposed to be borderline offensive yeah, exactly. though like they hit it out of the park because he would Every single time they just nailed it because he like he would just sh- literally show up out of nowhere. Yeah. Like she wouldn't call him or anything, mm. or like she would call him and he'd already be there. Right. Something like that. Yeah, that and, was very clever. <laughs> that shot of of her packing and then him walking by the window. Yeah. <laughs> and the camera moves around and he's at the door. Right. Just really great, really great stuff. Who? What was the actor's name? Um, I wasn't familiar with him. Yeah. Either. Uh, his name is. Brandon Scott Jones. Uh, Brandon Scott Jones. Yeah. He and that's one thing that I kind of feel like the movie um kind of I wouldn't say like messed up or anything, but like I feel like his introduction to the movie, like his counterpart in the real world, um wasn't like established enough. Like when Yeah. Yeah, like when he when he shows up in the rom com world, I'm like Oh, okay. Wait. Oh, okay. That's the that's the neighbor. That's that the neighbor, right? It took one a second. Scene. Yeah. Yeah. But the way that storyline culminated as well was really was really funny. Like one of the more yeah. like um, not tongue in cheek or not like right. poking fun at the genre. Kind of sincere. Sincere. Yeah. There yeah. you go. A very sincere moment that was genuinely funny. Absolutely. Organically funny. Yeah. Yeah. Really, he was great. Brandon oh, yeah. Scott Jones. He was in other people. Um, not literally. Uh, he was in Don't Think Twice. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not familiar with him. Yeah, two episodes of The Good Place this year, so I mm-hmm. haven't seen those episodes yet. And also the um, Oscar-nominated Can You Ever Forgive Me? Oh, okay. Hmm. Um, yeah, anything else that we should talk about? <sighs> How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> good, good. No, I... 
like I said, I genuinely like the movie. I, mm-hmm. I don't think it's definitely not going to be in the top ten list, right. but um, I don't think we'll see what the year brings. But I don't think it's going to be good enough to be in the uh, honorable mentions either. Sure. Um, which I kind of stacked that category this year, but mm-hmm. I yeah, I'm not sure if I see it getting that far. Okay. But uh, yeah, it, it probably won't appear on any of my lists at the end of the year. Um, I think people should definitely check it out though. Just yeah. just especially if you're everyone's seen romantic comedies, mm-hmm. and it's you know it's kind of a, a and everyone boon. loves romantic comedies. I wish that were true, but I it's know. not. But it's kind of a boon, so I think everybody will. Mm-hmm relate to this in some way mm-hmm. so and here's here's another question to, to kind of uh oh interesting one of the writers w- wrote set it up on netflix um which have you seen that no oh it is such a charming rom- rom-com it's great uh <laughs> definitely watch it uh, okay. that's your homework okay <laughs> but anyway so uh yeah it was, since we saw this at an advanced screening um would you see it again with a list <laughs> Mm, I don't think so. Yes. No, but I th- I kind of want to watch it with my wife though, because mm-hmm. she likes the rom coms. So. Nice, nice. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I'm freezing. Yes, it's chilly. Yeah. So, <coughs> uh, God. Jesus Christ. Wow. That was that was that was embarrassing. Uh, I think next week Tiny and I are gonna record hopefully something that's not obsessive viewer related. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But also maybe a letterbox potpourri if we fancy it or next uh, week. Poss- Possiblemente. Yeah. Also, you said that you were definitely going to see Alita Battle Angel and <laughs> Happy Death Day to you. So we're going to be reviewing those as well. Those are my plans All for next February. Week. February. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what I'm going to try to do. Yeah, my February has been kind of lax with movies and everything. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been, t- these are tough times. Yeah, I refer um, to them as the doldrums. Yeah. Like I and I was so excited about the doldrums of of the movie theater season and everything. I'm gonna start my car. Okay. Um, <laughs> I just I it hiccuped because I didn't do it all the way and then I. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so uh, get the seat warmers. Yeah. So anyway, um, I was excited about it, but like I realized that last week was the first week. Was the first week that I've had a list that I did not see a movie in the theater. Oh wow! Um, so that's not to say it's the first week that I didn't see that I didn't use an A list ticket because at Heartland I went a week without uh, seeing an A list movie. But right. that was the first movie the the first week since having a list that I did not go to the theater. So um, I've got some catching up to do. Definitely. So, yeah. So, all right. So anything else? Final, final, final. I think we're good. All right. Let's get you home and get me home to my cat. And uh, and I'm freaking starving too. Um, So, yeah. So, all right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. And again, please resubscribe to our other podcasts (laughs) because something might happen. I don't know. Maybe. Um, I may have edited something today that could go up on the 22nd. I don't know. Oh, boy. Uh, Yeah. So, anyway. um, uh, Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So, thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. The Obsessive Viewer podcast is edited and produced by Matt Hurt and presented by ObsessiveViewer.com. For a full archive of our episodes, go to ObsessiveViewer.com slash OV archive. 
You can also like our Facebook page and join the OV Facebook group at facebook.com slash the obsessive viewer. And follow us on Twitter at obsessive viewer and at obsessive tiny. And follow our recurring co hosts at I am Mike White, that's me, at RA Feckus and at burger underscore lurker. If you enjoy the show, please take a couple minutes to leave us a rating and a quick review on Apple Podcasts. This is the easiest way to support what we do, and all it costs is a little bit of your time. If you'd like to donate to the podcast, you can make a PayPal donation at obsessiveviewer.com slash donate, or support us on Patreon for recurring donations and access to commentary tracks and B-roll audio recorded exclusively for patrons at patreon.com slash obsessiveviewer. Every donation goes toward paying the fees to keep the podcast running and is greatly appreciated. For official Obsessive Viewer merch, including shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more, visit our Tee Public store. You can find a link to the store in the show notes of this episode and at obsessiveviewer.com slash donate. Or you can simply search for Obsessive Viewer at teepublic.com, T-E-E, public.com. For information about our annual live event showcasing short horror films from local filmmakers, check out shocktoberinirvington.com. And for an archive of all our events, as well as news about potential future events, head over to obsessiveviewer.com slash live. For more podcast content, you can find Anthology, Matt's solo podcast covering The Twilight Zone, and other classic and contemporary science fiction anthology TV shows at anthologypod.com and on Twitter at OVAnthologyPod. You can also find Tower Junkies, a podcast where Matt and Tiny share their love of all things Stephen King and his magnum opus, The Dark Tower series, at TowerJunkiesPod.com and at TowerJunkiesPod on Twitter. And finally, check out The Secular Perspective, Tiny's side project podcast, which tackles current events and life's big questions from the perspective of secular hosts Chad and Amanda, at thesecularperspective.com. The theme music for The Obsessive Viewer comes courtesy of the band Loudlike from their EP, Mistakes We Must Make. Additional bumper music is provided courtesy of As Good As It Gets, which can be found at facebook.com slash asgoodasitgetsband. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Kitty! Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Josh. And this is You're Gonna Love This or Not. You know, one of my great pleasures in life is to bring people down into my basement and subject them to a terrible, terrible movie that I hope they might like. One of my great joys in life is to come to the Subterranean Fun Pit, watch a movie that Matt is convinced I'm going to love, and then tell him about how much I hate it. So we've got a long list of movies to go through, and every uh, month we're going to come on and have Josh watch a movie. Talk about a little bit and see where it falls in uh, the great pantheon of terrible movies. And I'm pretty sure by the end of this, I'm going to develop some form of Stockholm Syndrome. Well, anyways, this is our podcast. Have fun listening to us. And as always, Matt, you're a son of a bitch. I love you, Josh. <laughs> <laughs>